Hello, and welcome to Polk County This Week. Polk County This Week gives you a chance to hear about things happening in our area and a chance to hear from some of the people making news or covering it. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of Polk County This Week. Polk County This Week is a public affairs presentation of Hall Communications. He is the Sheriff of Polk County, Sheriff Grady Judd. Good morning, Sheriff. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you? Uh, doing well. Thank you for asking. Yes, sir. Well, do you know what? I I thought we'd start off the day by reminding everyone that next Tuesday is primary election day. That is true. Now, normally, normally, the turnout's not very good. People think, oh, it's just the primary election. But in fact, most of your local officials are determined during the primaries, not the general election, and your local government officials have more direct day-to-day influence over your life than even your national or your state elected officials. Exactly. So it's important to vote for the candidates of your choice. So I tell everyone, if you don't show up to vote, you're allowing someone else to speak for you, and they may be speaking the way that you don't believe. And it's a precious right that we have to vote and to vote in free elections and vote for the candidates of our choice. So please, 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 if you haven't already early voted or absentee voted, which you can still absentee vote, then please show up at the polls next Tuesday and vote for the candidate of your choice. That's very, very important. Yes, sir. Thank you for stressing that because uh, we say that all the time. The the, the people who uh, are in local government are the ones that are going to have the most effect on your life. So why wouldn't you want to vote for those people? Absolutely. And and do you know when, you know, only 10, you, we sit in city elections, 8%, 10%, 12% of the voters show up and vote. That means they're really getting to speak for the other 90%, you know? Exactly. So I I think it's important that, that we get out and vote. And, and, you know, I tell folks, you've got to vote for someone who is going to represent you the way that you think the, the community should go. So, and the only way to do that, you can talk all you want. Heck, you can even donate to political campaigns. But if you don't go out and vote, someone else is speaking for you. So voting for the candidate of your choice is mm-hmm. very important. Indeed. Thanks for uh, so putting that, that out there, Sheriff. I thought, I thought we'd talk about, you know, things you ought not to do. Oh, okay. That's always good. <laughs> you know, you know I, I like to start out with there was, there was some friends, good old boys. <laughs> girls as i like to say and they were driving around in their car late at night near the south polk and north hardy county line and they got talking about this good old boy's new rifle so they decided they'd just take it out and shoot it a while after all they were way out in the woods there was nobody nearby so they found them a guardrail to shoot at Well, first and foremost, it's against the law to shoot from the road. It's against the law to shoot at private property or public property like a guardrail. But never mind that. They decided they'd rip off a few rounds and take turns shooting this new firearm. Well, while while they were shooting at the guardrail, 
They never took one thing into consideration. Uh oh. And that and that one thing is occasionally there are ricochets. Uh-huh. <gasps> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So while one of the good old boys <laughs> is shooting the gun, uh, one of the projectiles ricochets <laughs> off and hits Buddy in the stomach. Oh no. And his buddy said to himself, Self, I believe I have been shot. <laughs> so they decided, well, we'll go to the local hospital. Now, there's a small hospital in Hardy County, and they arrive there, and they do a preliminary look at him, and they go, well, dude, I hate to tell you this, but this is serious. It's not just, you know, a little skin wound or a flesh wound. You have actually got a gunshot to your belly. Mm. Hmm. They put him on a helicopter and sent him to Tampa General. Oh, yeah. That's serious. That is serious. And in addition to that, two of the folks also got arrested by my deputies and booked into the county jail. So you got to analyze the evening, right? Mm. It started out as a fun time with friends. And before it was over, one ended up in the hospital with some significant injuries. Oh, he's going to recover. Thank goodness. Yeah. And two others ended up in jail. You could call that a memorable night. I mean, you won't soon forget that night. Probably not. However, I wouldn't say it was a great night, just speaking for myself. Mm. So I tell folks, there's plenty of gun ranges around in Polk County and Hardy County. And I'm certain at that end of the county, there's some good old boys that owns vast amounts of woods and cow pastures that may let you shoot there as long as you promise not to shoot their cows or their barns. Yeah. But, you know, you need to be careful, you know, because I don't want to see you shot or dead or in jail, but all three can happen. If you do stupid things, you win stupid prizes. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So you ought not so, uh, be willy-nilly shooting your rifle at uh, uh, public transportation uh, uh, signs and guardrails. Well, that's you ought not to do that. You ought not to shoot your buddy, and yeah. you ought not to go to jail. But, but you know, sometimes all those things happen. You know, it, it especially you got to think about it. Occasionally, people, you know, when when the fella hands says, "Here, hold my beer and watch this." Yes. That's you know, it's not going to turn out well, you know? <laughs> not, but, not, but not often. Not often. Well, and, and I got a, I got it. Now, that's kind of a crazy criminal story that's, or a crazy good old boy story, but I got another one for you. Are you ready for another yes, one? Yes, sir. There's, this is another thing you ought not to do. <laughs> so there's this guy who works in construction, got kind of a little construction company, but He's getting long in the tooth, and he's deciding to retire. So he tells a younger lady that that worked for him, you know, that subcontracted, that he's getting ready to retire. Well, this infuriated her because she wanted him to keep sending her jobs to do. And she asked when he had his next doctor's appointment, and it was like Friday and so she called him on Friday and said, hey, how you doing? He said, I'm all right, all right. He said, well, she said, well, where are you? He said, well, I told you last week. I'm at, hot. I'm at the doctor's appointment over in Tampa. So while he's at the doctor's appointment, she goes to his house and breaks in. Okay. You really ought not to do that. 
No, that's yeah. Well, she apparently also knows where he hides his cash money. Oh, so takes ninety thousand dollars in cash. Oh my goodness! You know, you really ought not to do that. You ought to. You, well, you ought not to be keeping ninety thousand dollars in cash yeah. at your house. Yeah, I was going to say. Also, well, you ought not to do that either. Right. Well, she didn't. You know, during this strategy session she held before her burglary, <laughs> yeah. she failed to take into consideration the camera. cameras. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cameras in the house and the out of the house. So when he called the sheriff's office, here are these beautiful pictures <laughs> of her breaking into the house. But that's not all. You should not then take the money and go to the Hard Rock Casino. <gasps> oh, because guess what? She lost they have it. More, more cameras, cameras there uh, as yeah, well. Did she win? <laughs> well, I would say she won a free <laughs> ride to the county jail. <laughs> but I do want to point out. It's important to point out. Yes, that there are no slot machines at the county jail. That is nope. correct. None. Yeah. And we and we do charge a book in fee. <laughs> and we give you, you know, a set of sheets, a blanket, and one pillow. But the food is nutritious, but it's not necessarily delicious. <laughs> there you go. And so I don't know if she has rethought her decision or not, but in addition to that, she's facing the possibility of what? Going to state prison oh, for a yeah. large. Thing. There you go. That's yeah. that's my thing. You ought not to do today oh, uh, uh, <laughs> or tomorrow uh, or, the or next day. exactly <laughs> or any day any or day. the next day or the next day <laughs> or the next. Sheriff Grady Judd, the sheriff of Polk County, is our guest. And, uh, Sheriff, thanks a lot for checking in. We appreciate you and uh, all that you do for us. And I hope you have a fantastic week, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you very much. I'm proud of my deputies who work hard to solve those crazy crimes. There you go. (laughs) Thanks, Sheriff. Joining us now on the program from Florida Southern College, Dr. Bruce Anderson. How are you, Dr. Bruce? I'm doing great. How's everybody here? Doing well, I guess, uh, getting ready to uh, gear up for the new semester over there at the school, huh? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We start next week, and on the 23rd is the first day of classes. So mm. Now, the... of course, you know, for students, I know there's like an orientation, apparently, for mm-hmm. uh, instructors, there is as well. Well, for and... new faculty, there is. Well, but... You, uh, spoke, <laughs> you spoke about a, a meeting that you were uh, supposed to attend, and you showed up a, a day early. <laughs> yes, I know. Well, the thing was that we had a meeting on Monday that I actually ran, and so I was there for that right. on time, <laughs> on schedule. Uh-huh. And then the following day, I looked down at my calendar. My calendar, my Google calendar, had the date wrong for the next meeting, which I thought was then 8 o'clock that morning. But I went over and saw some people, and it was fun. (laughs) (laughs) You were were there on time. We did have a meeting, and it went on for, you know, half the day or whatever it was. And I made it to that one, and we will have one tomorrow. 
And um, then Saturday is move-in day for the first-year students, first-year students. And then Sunday, I think everybody else comes in. I know you guys like to get involved with that. We do. We do. We We no longer have to carry refrigerators. We no longer have to carry great big microwaves or anything like that because they're already in the rooms. That was smart. Um, But we do help them get themselves organized, figure out where things are, and all that sort of thing. And then we have formal advising on Monday. And the formal advising is, you know, you sit down and go over their schedule that they cooked up over the summer and tell them, no, you can't take any of this. you got to do this. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So if I'm a new student, I just need to know two things. Where can I sleep tonight? And Correct. where's my food? Exactly. So, if, you, if you have those two things, then you've got the baseline. And then, go. well, what students usually do on Sunday when they get a – there is kind of a break of some sort in their orientation is they wander around and try and figure out where the classrooms are. Mm. And you have been in, a, in my building yes. many times, and so you know how confusing and crazy that is. Mm. And so if you happen to be over there on Sunday, you're like a traffic cop standing there kind of waving people. No, no, no. I know it says – 106 and should follow 105, but in fact, it follows 112 and it's down here. Um, you know, it's frankly right. What are you going to do? And, so, and of course, if you're uh, taller than five foot seven, you have to be careful not to bash your head on the uh, overhangs. Exactly. Well, you know, they're confused enough as it is without that going on. I don't so. think Lorianne would have a problem. I never have a problem over there. <laughs> See there? Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yep. As long as you're not it's trying like, to. It's like Frank Lloyd Wright designed it for you. He did. <laughs> he was so nice. The rest of the world is not designed for me. <laughs> so when do, when do returning yeah. students move in? On Sunday. On Sunday. Mm-hmm. And they, do they move uh, where they live, like their their residence? Like, do, they they won't they won't live in the same place they lived last year. Some of them do. Okay. They, it's called homesteading, and what they do they can they can keep the same room past freshman year, I think, all the way to senior year. If they if they like where they are and they like who they're living with and this kind of thing, they can put in a bid for that. Okay, that makes it um, easier. But not everybody does that, and a lot of them move around because now they're going to be taking classes on this side of campus, and so they'd really rather be here. Uh, um, a lot of them try to get into the apartments and things like that when they're juniors and seniors and yeah. that kind of thing, so they get a little bit more autonomy. So there's like a freshman dorm area, and Correct. then after that. They move somewhere else, and then they could possibly stay in that spot for the rest of their right. senior. Okay, right, right, right. Yeah the cool. the uh, the first year residence halls are are a little bit different. They're um, for one thing they have they have them all sort of in one spot, and you know that's that 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 carries with it you know the seeds of disaster in some cases yeah. I think, but. <laughs> But, uh, you know, having them there means that they're part of their learning community and so on. And, you know, that's 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 a plus. And meet some new people, then, figure stuff out together. Right. Well, by the second year, they may not be in the same major. They may be doing something else. They right. may be in a different part of campus. They may have made, we hope, plenty of friends over the year before. and may want to live, in, you know, with somebody else. So, you know, we we try to match up people for residence hall roommate situations as closely as we can but you know you never know how that's really going to work out yeah Yeah. or when i was in college you change dorm every year so i just was i I didn't know if it was the same or if it was different it sounds like a nightmare i yeah it wasn't it wasn't fantastic but it was like basically the the freshman dorms were one spot and then as you got into different majors and they would kind of put you into a dorm that was closer to those classes we don't don't organize the the students by major um that 
or even by athletic team or anything yeah. like that because uh, so many so many friendships are crossing those kinds of boundaries that yeah. you know that putting them all in one spot you know doesn't it doesn't really make any sense. Um, one of the things about being a 100% residency campus is that our community living people have gotten really, really good at this because 100% of our students live on campus. And so you either get good at it or you get out of the business in a hurry. Yeah. Um, and we've gotten really good at it. Um, the The other thing is that because it's 100% residency, nobody's hunting down these incredibly expensive apartments mm-hmm. in Lakeland. Mm. And yeah. so I think their their costs are probably about maybe a third what they would be if they were trying to live like in Dixieland or yeah. right, my right. neighborhood or yeah. heaven help us Lund's neighborhood. That's um, awesome. You know, then they're, they're they're paying through the nose. I think we have one rental house in my neighborhood. Right, and there are like eighteen people all living in the same room or something. Right, I mean because that's the only way they can yeah. afford it. Yeah, I mean right. that's that's the thing. Mm. And students would theoretically do that if they had to. But it's much easier to, you know, we hear mild complaints about, you know, but nothing like the kind of complaining you'd hear if they were paying, you know, two, three thousand dollars a month. Right. Um, so you don't have any non-traditional students then, people that uh, may be already established in town. We and, do. And want to go to that school. Yeah, we do. Um, you know, I my kids, for example, could have lived at home, um, but. I elected that they would not. Um, <laughs> my, my friend Tom Phillips, who runs uh, uh, Citrus Connection, yeah. has a kid that's headed off to school this year. He's not staying at home. He's going to the residence halls. Mm. Why? Because that's where your friends are. That's where right. the people that you're going to be in class with are. Well, I mean, every 18-year-old wants to get out of the house, right? Right. Well, I think there is something to that, seriously. Even, you know, even if you're right here in Lakeland or over in Winter Haven or something like that. And commuters do not connect in the same way mm-hmm. that, that residents do. Um, it's, it's possible. And sometimes there are good financial reasons for doing it that way. So I wouldn't want to, you know, I don't want to downgrade people that are doing that. I'm just saying it's a different experience. Well, it's a brand new semester starting up at uh, Florida Southern. Dr. Bruce right in the middle of it, as always. How many years have you been over there now? Uh, this will be my 13th year. There you wow. go. 13th year. So That's pretty awesome. it's like your decade stuff here on the uh, – <laughs> actually, I've been a decade on here, I think. Too, yeah. so. pretty, pretty close because it was soon after I started hosting the show when I asked you to come on. There we go. Yeah. I remember meeting you there at the uh, little cafeteria next to the fountain. Ah, yes. Yeah? The, yeah, the old – You showed old, up on your uh, bicycle. thing. Yeah. Yes. Thanks for tuning in. Dr. Bruce Anderson is here. Dr. Bruce, Tuesday, the uh, big primary elections. If people haven't voted already, early voting is open through Saturday. Mm -hmm. And, of course, on Tuesday, you can go to your uh, assigned polling location. Mm -hmm. Bring your voter card. Yes. And your ID. Mm -hmm. Everybody in Polk County got a new voter's identification card if you're registered uh, because of the redistricting. Right. So uh, uh, just make sure you check your card to see where you're supposed to go. Exactly. Your precinct may not be the same precinct that you had the last time around. Right. Yeah, my location changed from what it was the last time. You try and vote in the wrong place? No, no. I'm just saying I, 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 if I didn't look at the card, I would have gone to the wrong right, place. Right. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, I've always voted at X, Y, and Z, and then suddenly you're not. Yeah. Um, it's, it's more than a primary election. It's happening on Tuesday, at least locally, mm-hmm. right, because we have uh, school board races. 
Yes. That will be determined on the 23rd, and we also have a House race that will be determined on the 23rd. Mm. And that's because there are only two people running in that House race, the yeah. Florida House race, um, and they are both Republicans. And so uh, the the voting is open to everyone because it is a de facto you know, general election mm-hmm. kind of a thing. So make sure that you get out for this. Right. It's it's important. That school board race is really heated up. Yes. I've uh, noticed over the and, last and I've, of I've weeks. noticed that the uh, the I guess the higher level races uh, that you would normally see um, negative advertising has kind of creeped mm. down into even for the school board. Um, <laughs> like, you know, I why is it that in a lot of these races, uh, the people have to put out there that their opponent is seemingly the worst person that's ever existed on the face of the planet. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I don't understand that at any level, to be honest with you. There used to be one or two of those and we used to make fun of them and say, "Well, look at this race or look at that race." Yeah. But most of them were at least marginally respectful of the other person. You know, they may be somebody they may have to work with in the future, and the same thing is true here, mm. right? If you make fun of or slander or, you know, put sleaze onto a candidate and then end up with all their friends on the school board, you know, you're not going to be very effective on the school board because the other people are not going to like you very much for having done that. Right. Um, The other thing that bothers me about these school board races is that they don't seem to be fighting about the things they should be fighting about. We have a teacher shortage. Yeah. Yeah. We have a teacher shortage. We have real infrastructural problems at some of our schools. We need roofing tiles and things like this. And I'm not hearing any of that discussed by any of the candidates. They're all talking about marginalia. They're talking about little political things and agenda items that really don't have any place in a local race, much less a school board race. School board races should be fought over, you know, your vision for the way the school should run. You know, and, you know, I remember back to uh, when Will Allen was running. Um, and, um, and the, you know, he had a, a pretty tough opponent and they went after each other pretty tough, but it, it was tough stuff on the issues. It was on, you know, what do you think the school should be doing? And they were clearly disagreeing about this. Right. But it was on legitimate territory. A lot of this is not legitimate. This is, you know, I mean. And these are supposedly nonpartisan races. Correct. But, uh, they seem to be more partisan than ever. Exactly. And they're, you know, the judgeship races are supposed to be nonpartisan. Mm-hmm. Right. And yet, you know, I'm I'm hearing a rumor anyway. It's only a rumor. Um, so I shouldn't repeat it. Uh, so I'll, I'll let it go. But let it go. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, the, the, the judgeship races are not races that you expect to turn ugly either. Yes. Right. I mean, again, you know, they're so limited in what they can say. And, you know, sort of how they can say it and, you know, who, who they can ask for support. They couldn't ask Lori for support, for example. She's a lawyer. And right. if you're running for a judgeship, you can't call Lori up and say, Lori, would you please support my candidacy? It's against the law. It's the, I forget what the number is, 105 something or other. Um, but you're not allowed to do that. Mm. Um, and yet, you know, I don't know. There's, there's an awful lot going in in this race mm. that I think it's just, it's trickle down theory you know, made live, and that is it has trickled down from the top. The ugliness of some of those top races is now beginning to reach the bottom Yeah, in these final days. Yeah, so, 
and definitely you can see that in the uh, Democratic primary for governor. Mm, oh, um, boy, oh, boy. Charlie Crist, according to Charlie Crist's uh, television ad, Nikki Freed is a Republican lover who can't beat Ron DeSantis. <laughs> what? What? Uh, excuse me. Charlie was governor of where under what party label? Uh, he was a Republican governor That's of Florida. That's correct. Exactly. Uh, so I don't know what he's talking about. Um, so I, it's I just the whole thing about just besmirching your opponent. I don't get it. Well, here's here's the thing. Here's the cardinal rule with negative advertising like that, and that is that the closer the race is, the more likely the person who's on the losing end of that closeness is to use negative ab- advertising mm. because it'll gain you about five points in the short term. It doesn't gain you anything in the long term. If you'd started doing this three months ago, you wouldn't be benefiting from it. But if you're doing it in the final 72 hours. Yeah. Well, in a couple months ago uh, – uh, I guess Charlie Chris was leading in all the polling uh, over Nikki Fried, and then whoever yeah, I the, heard that. the uh, opponent was the, the the state legislator from Miami that was running. She's out now, but uh, um, Nikki Fried just uh, uh, surged. Surged. She got a four point lead in a poll out of the University of North Florida. They're calling it the Nikki surge. Well, I, th- I think what's <laughs> happened here is that uh, Charlie it's closer Christ- than we thought. Charlie Crist has been on the wrong side, in Democratic eyes, on the wrong side of the right to life issue. Mm. And the, uh, the, the effects that we're beginning to see nationwide of the Dobbs ruling, I think, have a direct effect on this primary. Okay. Uh, in that Nikki Fried has always been pro-choice. And there was a commissioner of agriculture candidate who was bounced out by the Democrats. Basically, the, she was abandoned by the party who had endorsed her because some things surfaced about her earlier right-to-life stance on things. Goodness. So there's a purity test on both sides on this issue. All right. Well, next Tuesday is the big day. If you uh, haven't early voted, uh, you're going to go to your precinct on Tuesday. Cast your vote. So there's important stuff to vote for. Don't forget to vote. Yeah, even if you're nonpartisan. It registered MPA. Especially that, yes. if you're This program was pre-recorded and may not reflect the most current information available. Can Alzheimer's disease be prevented? That's the question that the University of South Florida's Preventing Alzheimer's with Cognitive Training study is looking to answer. Joining us now on the program to talk with us about that, it is Dr. Erin Harrison-Bush. She is the Director of Brain Health and Cognition at Reliance Medical Centers and on the staff at USF. Uh, Dr. Harrison-Bush, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. I guess dementia in older people is uh, still uh, quite the problem, uh, as a matter of fact. And I haven't shared this before. Uh, my my um, mother passed away recently, and uh, she had dementia, and she was 88 years old. And uh, there were times when she didn't recognize anyone I- any longer. And, you know, that's just a very sad feeling. Um, this is the kind of things that uh, you guys are trying to figure out how to prevent, right? Yes, and and I thank you. I'm very sorry for your loss. I think you touched on something that is a major driver um, and and really um, just continues to ignite my passion is that Alzheimer's disease and related dementias affect not just the person who has it, but there are profound ripple effects to the family, friends, community, globally. Um, It certainly is a public health issue. Uh, and so that's why we are ever committed to uh, working toward an end of Alzheimer's. And uh, you guys actually have a program there at the University of South Florida where I guess you're looking for volunteers to uh, help you out with this study. 
Yes, that's correct. Um, I, I think that now is a really optimistic time. Um, Ten years or so ago, uh, the the picture was far less optimi- optimistic. I think that the prevailing view was if you're going to get Alzheimer's or dementia, you're going to get it, and very little can be done. But now what we're seeing emerge is a very different picture. Um, our preliminary research has shown that uh, rigorous uh, adaptive cognitive training has the potential to reduce dementia risk by 29 to 48%, and Mm. that is a very significant reduction. Um, And so uh, we're taking that a step further. Uh, We're very grateful to uh, the National Institute on Aging for funding this this large-scale clinical trial um, to investigate what types of cognitive training is most effective at reducing dementia risk. And so we are recruiting at present healthy older adults with no signs of cognitive impairment who are uh, 65 years of age and older. Um, And the beauty of of this particular study is that, number one, it's non-pharmacological, meaning that there are no drug treatments involved. Okay. And, and that sometimes um, yeah. okay. uh, that sometimes makes people uh, kind of wary of them. They don't want to take drugs that aren't proven, right? Absolutely, absolutely. No drugs so there's here. There's a reluctance. No drugs here. No okay. drugs here. Um, yes, and uh, also most of the study can be completed from the comfort of one's own home. And technology is not an issue either for individuals who may not have access to computers or tablets. We can provide those as well. Okay. Mm. Dr. Harrison Bush, thank you so much for uh, being on with us today. Thank you so much for, for your help in getting the word out. We really appreciate it. And that wraps up this week's edition of the program. Thank you for tuning in and join us again next Sunday for Polk County This Week. Polk County This Week is a public affairs presentation of Hall Communications. 